Every town has its stories, its secrets. What possible harm could come from sharing them? Hmm? This is Small Town Horror. My name is Ryan Jennings. This is a bi-weekly podcast documenting my return to Creighton, Minnesota. Each episode is recorded and posted in order, as it happens to me. For more details, please listen to all previous episodes. Let's cut right to the important part. When I was 19 years old, I was kidnapped and held prisoner. No ransom was requested. No arrests made. I was taken, and then I was released. Whoever did it is still out there. Since my release, I've spent the last 18 years doing all I could to stay away from my hometown of Creighton, Minnesota. Up until a month ago, that is. A month ago, I received a package in the mail with two VHS tapes. The tapes I posted a couple of weeks ago entitled Tape 1, The Where, and Tape 2, The Why. The contents of those tapes show the recorded events in the days and even seconds leading up to my kidnapping. Feel free to go back and listen to them if you haven't already. Soon after receiving the tapes, I got a phone call telling me my father had died. To make matters worse, according to the shipping address, the tapes were sent from my father's house, and they were sent days after his death. After I recorded and posted the episode of Tape 2, The Why, I spent another day at the bottom of the bottle. What can I say? I'm an imperfect person. Posting those tapes was just about the hardest thing I've done in a long time. It was both liberating and terrifying to put myself out there when I've spent so long recording and exposing other people's stories to the world. Since then, I've realized that I had to come back to Creighton, if for no other reason than to take care of my father's estate since his passing. I'm not sure what I hope to achieve by recording and posting what happens to me. Maybe it's just habit from a life in radio. Maybe it's the show side of Minnesota that isn't from Garrison Keeler. There are bad memories where I'm going. So, at least for the next few weeks, I'm going to document and post my time coming back to the small town of my youth. The site of my own personal horror story in a town no one notices. Back to crazy town. here. Seeing the sign at the outskirts is both nostalgic and haunting. The same old wood sign that should have rotted away decades ago with Creighton in big white letters along with population 642, but the twos crossed out with white spray paint replaced with a one. One last person in town. My dad, probably. I'd be mad if I didn't understand. I've seen it before. Hell, I've been the kid with a can of paint wedging a Z between the A and Y and a W between the O and N, reminding everyone that they didn't live in Creighton. They lived in Crazy Town. Kids did it when someone went missing, or when someone died. It was sort of a rite of passage. 
Like I said back in that first tape, it was just something you got used to. It happening to my dad doesn't make it any more significant to me. Time does that, I guess. Amongst other things. like I never left. I feel like I could close my eyes and find anything in town. Police office over there. Coffee shop, Izzy's, pit stop, Dan's. dry cleaner place uh, what's its name weird bed and breakfast is gone my whole life it was up on the hill at the end of town overlooking everything looks like it got torn down it's probably a horrible thing to say but Honestly, that sort of makes me feel better. Knowing some things do change around here. As ridiculous as it sounds, as I drive through town, I know I'm being watched. It's not a feeling or some superstition. People are actually turning their heads as I drive. Like my being here is suspicious. I honestly don't give it much attention. I'm... I'm too distracted by the crawling feeling. It's just washing over my skin as the memories come back. Not just what happened to me, but just being a kid. Those moments of embarrassment that you can't quite let go of. Those ones that you almost have to shut your eyes toward away. That's what coming home feels like. My childhood home stands much like it always had. A small two-story house with detached one-car garage. A long path leading from the road up to the house. Eventually, I returned the call from the Creighton police office about my father's passing. When I called back, the receptionist Joy gave me the code to the key lock hanging on the door. I stand at the door for five minutes until my hands and ears are too cold not to go inside. Supposedly, you can't go home again. Sure you can. Just sucks. The house has only been empty for a few weeks, but... I don't know. The inside feels like a tomb. I don't think anyone's been through to clean the place out because there's a thick layer of dust on the stand or on the TV. A few dirty dishes still sit in the sink. Dad had evidently called 911, but he was dead by the time they arrived. Cirrhosis of the liver finally got him. Their dark footprints are on the entryway in the living room from where wet shoes trod in dirt and grime from the changing seasons.
I can barely stand the smell that comes out of my old room. If any of the spite I feel towards my dad is true, I'm positive that door hasn't been opened in the last 18 years. It looks exactly like it did the day I left. It's dusty, but not as bad as you'd think. I don't bother to turn on the light and just look around the eerie, sad scene. The unmade bed, the clothes still lying on the floor from the last place I took them off. It makes me feel sad and sick and mad all at the same time. I've made a horrible mistake. I shouldn't have come back here. I'm nearly out the front door when I realize that I don't have my keys. I look back and see that I'd set them on the kitchen counter, just like I'd done all those years ago. As I reach back for them, I hear someone step inside the front door. Holy Don't shoot! Roger? Yeah, Roger! Son of a bitch! Put the gun away! Standing in the doorway is an old friend of mine, Roger We graduated high school together and have known each other since before we could crawl. I haven't seen him or talked to him since I'd left. Seeing him again brings back a whole new wave of memories that ripple up my spine. Two dumb kids doing things that dumb kids do. Roger was a good friend, and I cut him out of my life. He deserved better than that. He stands about 5'6". He has a full face and a shaved head. He's barrel-chested, and I can see tattoos peeking out the sleeve on his left arm. I barely recognize him from the kid we used to call Pole, both for how skinny he was and for the fact that his parents were off the boat from Poland. Sorry. What are you doing here? Well, I was going to give you a housewarming gift, and then you pointed a Glock at me, and I almost my pants. How'd you know I'd be here? Besides your dad passing away? Sorry about that, by the way. Dude, you started a podcast about Creighton. Did you really think no one would notice? I guess I didn't really think anyone would listen. (laughs) I'm sure no one does. You're not that interesting. Wait, are you recording right now? Yeah, I pretty much always am. Uh, don't you need to warn people that you're recording? Okay, you're warned. And for the sake of anyone listening to this, I'm just going to go ahead and speak loudly and clearly into the recorder. If you talk to me in person or on the phone, assume I'm recording. Yeah, I'm sure that's legally binding. But that'll probably work. Words move fast enough around here. Like what you posted two weeks ago. I mean, dude, that tape from the Sinners game. Yeah, I know. Why didn't you ever talk about it? Tell someone. You just ran away I told people I told Chief Donaldson even took my statement I told my dad who thought I was just drunk and imagined it all you know like father like son then I just what well either you gotta take a leak or you're just waiting to ask me something don't play games man what's going on well I mean I really did come over to say hi and give you that bottle but well You don't have that tape with you, do you? Seriously? Well, yeah, man. You were a pretty big deal around here for a long time after you left. No one would even play that song, and no kids were going to even think about playing the game. Most people thought you were crazy. But that doesn't mean something didn't happen. Plus, you know, your podcast only played the audio. Raj, I'm not hanging around. 
I came back, but I... Then it won't kill anyone if you just show me once. Just once. Please? I'll be able to dine out on it for months. Call it reparations for all the times you should have picked up the tab at Izzy's over the last 18 years. Fine. Just once. There's a VCR up in my old room, assuming it still works. Ah, uh, sorry about the gun, by the way. You just be glad I don't usually bring my SIG with me when I say hello to old friends. But from now on... I stand in the doorway as Roger takes a seat on the foot of my old bed. He watches the tape with rapt attention as that young version of me walks through the woods. The camera's too old for night vision and doesn't pick up much in the darkness except for when it occasionally glimpses up towards the full moon or at the river's reflection of the moonlight. Before he even gets to the church, I decide to go downstairs to clean up the broken bottle of whiskey. I only know he's done when he calls down from upstairs. Dude, that's messed up. I walk back up to my room to get the tape back, thinking about burning it and just being done with it all. Roger probably liked that idea. He'd be a person in the know. That's when I hear the noises. Roger's still sitting on the bed watching a black screen. What's this part? I don't remember you putting this on the podcast. I can't take my eyes off the screen. I stand there listening to my own pleading screams like echoes from a dream. Dude, what is this? I can't speak. Tears wall in my eyes and spill down my cheeks. At that moment, nothing and no one else exists. For three more minutes, the tape plays until the audio finally cuts out and ejects from the VCR. I stand there until Roger finally gets up from the bed. So you, you really were taken? Until that moment, I really didn't know how I'd even bring it up for the podcast. For 18 years, I've been trying to convince myself that those sounds came from a place that never really existed. No one had believed me. It couldn't have been real. But I can still feel the chains that bow my wrists and ankles. I can still feel that ice-cold cement floor. I can still remember the blackness and emptiness and loneliness. Standing there in my old bedroom, I wipe the tears from my face and say the only thing I can think to say. I need a drink. Here you go. What is this? Ask for a bourbon. It's a Cesarec. There's bourbon in it. Trust me. I'm going to need another one of those. Slow down there, sailor. You don't know what it's like to come back here. I can still hear those sounds in my sleep. You don't even creep around Facebook, do you? What do you mean? I'm a Marine. I did two tours in Afghanistan. Oh, uh, sorry. You kidding? A Marine who saw combat coming back to North Minnesota... I got more free drinks and phone numbers than I could count. (laughs) I laughed because I needed to. 
I could see something in Roger's eyes. There was pain there. Pain that I saw in my own eyes. He was a survivor of a different kind of battle. Except where I ran away from mine, he'd faced his head on. We told stories for hours before he finally worked up the courage to ask what he wanted to ask. What do you remember from after the woods? Darkness. And chains. There was a laugh, but that's it. Then the next thing I know, I'm back in the woods, just out past the dump. I walked back to the police station. Chief Donaldson even took my statement and didn't believe a word of it. Roger asks more about the police statement, and yes, it's still out there, and I fully intend on trying to get a copy of it so you'll be able to see the bigger picture of what happened to me. But I'll get to that later. It's more important that we get to why I decided to stay in Creighton. Roger and I have a few more rounds before calling it a night. He drives me back to my dad's house. I'd offer you another round, but... I honestly don't believe my dad died with booze still in the house. Uh, awkward. So you're gonna stay here tonight? I'll be fine. A Glock 23 does wonders for getting sleep. Just make sure the safety's on before you put it under your pillow, gunfighter. Good advice. Oh, and, uh, if you need a place to crash, I mean... If this is all a bit too much to deal with, I got a spare room. You're more than welcome to it. (laughs) Thanks, Paul. Good night. Night, man. Take care of yourself. The heat's still on in my dad's house, so at least I don't have to worry about getting a motel room. I can't bring myself to sleep in my dad's room or even in the living room, mainly since that's where they found his body. It was only thanks to the bourbon that I could bring myself to lay down on my old bed and close my eyes. Until. It's 2.42 a.m. I don't know if the sound is getting picked up. Listen. It keeps happening. It's... It's not the wind. It stops and starts. It's been going on for 15, 20 minutes. I've had enough of this. Someone's messing with me. I stand there in silence for a few minutes before going to the back door and windows, making sure they're locked. Gun in hand, I check all the rooms, the basement, even the attic. I'm alone. Finally, I go back to the couch and lay there in a daze until the sun breaks over the tree line outside. I just keep thinking as I do. I cycle between being mad and scared and just confused. Maybe someone in town thinks it's funny to mess with me. 
And maybe there's someone here who wants to finish what they started 18 years ago. There's only one realization I come to that night. I can't run. I need to find out what's going on. Tomorrow I'm going to dig into my own case file from the night I returned from the darkness. My search for answers is only possible thanks to the listeners. To learn more about how you can donate to this podcast, please visit patreon.com slash smalltownhorror. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash s-m-a-l-l-t-o-w-n-h-o-r-r-o-r. People need to know Creighton is here. Please help spread the word by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes and leaving a positive review. Reviews are vital for exposure. People need to know the truth about Crazy Town.